April the 12th, which is today, May the 10th, May the 10th, and May the 17th, possibly the 17th, but most definitely the 10th, uh, we will be in a series. Uh, the reason it's skipping around is because we have a family week that is happening and a few other things that are going to be taking, obviously our church-wide prayer meeting. But we are going to start a series, and it will be broken up. And so I encourage you, I'm telling you now, those of you that are here, if you're not going to be able to be here on the 10th or the 17th, uh, like I said, the 17th is uh, questionable that we could possibly finish on the 10th. Um, please, please watch them. Go back and watch them. Uh, we're going to be methodical this evening, get uh, into the word of the Lord, do some study here tonight. Uh, some of you, it may be old hat, maybe old hat for you. Uh, but I hope that you gain something new uh, that will help you uh, better serve and live for God. Amen. Does anybody want to get better at living for Jesus Christ? <laughs> Praise God. So we are going to do that. If you would, one more time, uh, welcome, as we normally do, welcome our online guests. Welcome them to the house of the Lord with us. We're thankful. We're thankful that you're with us tonight, but we want you to be with us in service. Amen. Amen. Exodus, Exodus 13 is where we began reading this evening. Exodus 13. If you have a pen or if you have notes or whatever it is that you take notes in, I would encourage you to do that uh, tonight. I encourage you to do that as I said, um, I'm going to try my best to stay focused on what we're doing here. I'm not, I will not be preaching. I will be teaching. And so I'm hoping that this would allow you to gain some knowledge, some information to better serve the Lord. Praise God. What we're going to be talking, to, talking about tonight is God first. God first. Everybody do this. God first. God first. Exodus 13 and verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and and beast, it is mine. All of it. Exodus 13, verse 12. That you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from an animal, which ye have. The males shall be the Lord's, verse 13, but every firstborn of a donkey ye shall redeem with a lamb, and if you will not redeem it, then ye shall break its neck, and all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. Praise God. Lord, we thank you again for being in this house tonight. I'm so thankful for the men and women of God that have decided to be here, to grace you, Lord, with their presence. And, Lord, I'm asking that your presence would go before them. 
move in their life and touch their lives. In Jesus' name, we honor you and we bless your name. And everybody say amen. 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 I do believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe we're going to the river tonight. Is that right? We're going to the river tonight here in just a moment. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You may be seated. I want you to notice in our text tonight, it says, shall be or belong to the Lord. But every firstborn of a donkey ye shall redeem with a lamb. And if ye shall not redeem it, then ye shall break its neck. That's pretty strong words, amen? In other words, if you don't do this, you're going to lose it anyway. If you don't do what I'm telling you to do, you're going to lose it anyway. And we are going to dive into that, talk about that, and what's the subject, what's the subject matter, some of you have probably picked up already, but the subject matter for the next few Wednesdays, or the next Wednesdays that we're together, is going to be finances. Somebody say finances. Somebody say finances. Now everybody breathe. Everything gets tight when people talk about finances, but I believe it's important uh, that if we're going to talk about finances, we talk about finances in the church. Amen? Amen. We talk about what's God. Somebody say God first. God first. first. And there's a principle. There's a principle that we're going to look at here uh, at this time. If you're not going to give what's the Lord's or what is rightfully the Lord's, then I would suggest to you that according to the scripture that we just read, we're going to lose that. Would you agree with that? Just from what we read there, if we don't give what is rightfully the Lord's, then we're going to lose it. And all the firstborn of man among your sons, you shall redeem, the scripture said. We're going to talk about the principle of the first and about giving the first to God. And to giving what is rightfully God's first. Somebody say first. So here's point number one if you're taking notes, if you're putting it in your phone. The firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. The firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. And I want to just kick the elephant out of the room if I can. What we're doing here is we're learning about finances. We're learning about scripture from scripture what is rightfully God's first. Praise God. And the reason we're doing that is not because anybody's doing anything wrong. It's just like Acts 2 and verse 38, in my opinion. I want to do what the word of the Lord tells me to do to be saved. Amen. Amen. I want to do what's right, right for God according to, the, to his word for my finances. Because if I'm not doing what's right with my finances, then I'm not doing what's right to God. And I don't want to, I believe somebody said it a moment ago, I don't want to have pockets with holes in them. Amen. I don't want to have a gas tank with a hole in it. I want to make sure I'm honoring God and I'm obeying God when it comes to my finances. And I believe, 
according to what I read and study in the Word of God, it is just as important as Acts 2 and verse 38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So no, it's not a money-hungry message. That's not what it's about. I want to know what the Word of God says, and I want you to know what the Word of God says. So the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. If you had an animal and your animal was consecrated, a clean animal, then you sacrificed the firstborn. If your animal was consecrated, an unclean animal, then you had to sacrifice a clean animal to redeem the unclean animal. Everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus. It's all an example for you and for me. Everything. Somebody say everything. Everything points to Jesus. So I want to relate this to Jesus. I want you to think about this. Anything unclean must be redeemed with the sacrifice of the clean. Anything unclean must be redeemed with the sacrifice of the clean. If it's clean, it has to be sacrificed. Everybody get that? If it's clean, it has to be sacrificed. So let's just ask this question. You can answer if you want to out loud. I mean, not everybody has to. I understand you don't like to do that sometimes. But I want you to answer out loud. So we are born clean or unclean? Anybody know? What is it? Are we born clean or unclean? We are born unclean because David says we are born into sin. We're sinners. We are unclean. We are, when we were born, we were unclean. Did you have to, if those of you that are parents, did you have to teach your children to be bad? I'm going to try not to give personal examples. I can't, I'm trying to remember who I talked to the other day, but I, somebody here in the church, Ginger nor I taught our children to tell lies. We didn't do it. There was not a Saturday where we woke up and we went into the living room and we said, okay, guys, listen, this is how you lie. We didn't do it. But maybe it's just in your house, or maybe in my house. It's not in your house, but in our house, they learned how to lie, and I don't know who they learned from. Amen? Amen. The Bible tells us where they learned from. We were born sinners. That's where our mother did conceive us. Nobody decided to teach them how to lie or teach them how to do bad things. That's not what happened. What did you teach your children? You taught your children to do good. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. We taught them to do the right thing. Look, look both ways when you're crossing the street. Pray when you go to eat. Amen? We teach them to do the right thing. We teach them to do good things. We don't teach them to do bad things. It's because we're all born with a sin nature. 
We're all born unclean. We're born sinners. Look at your neighbor and say, you were born a sinner. Husbands, you're about to get slapped. You better quit commentating on stuff, okay? We're all born sinners. Another question. Was Jesus born clean or unclean? He was born clean. And remember the principle. The clean, listen to it, the clean had to be sacrificed so the unclean could be redeemed. Jesus was born clean, pure, holy, righteous, and the clean had to be sacrificed so the unclean could be redeemed. And we just celebrated, just talked about it, got excited about it this past Sunday. But I'm thankful that the clean redeemed me. And I'm thankful that he redeemed you. So we're going to use this principle to talk about giving our best and our first to God. Praise the Lord. We're going to relate it to finances and to time. Somebody say time. Your unique gifts. Somebody say, I got gifts. Quit bragging. <laughs> we have skill sets. We're going to relate it to our skill sets. And we're going to focus on and we're going to look at all of our gifts, all of our skill sets. But the most important thing that we're going to focus on is finances. We're dealing with finances. It's okay to talk about finances in church. Do you believe that? Jesus talked about finances. And if we don't talk about finances from the Bible, where are we going to learn it from? Where are we going to find it from? We're going to find it from different places. And I would just suggest to you that anywhere else that you find it is going to be incorrect when it comes to giving our best and our first to Jesus Christ. Does anybody want to do your best for Jesus? Does anybody want to give your first to Jesus? And I personally, and I don't say this just because I'm holding the microphone, I want to learn to handle my finances how Jesus wants me to handle my finances. I learned a long time ago, an evangelist that was with us, I was a young adult, not married, I learned, I learned how to take care of my finances according to God's word. And when I did that, when I decided to put it first, when I realized that it was truly important to God what I did with my finances, I began to see, I began to see what happens when you put it first and you believe it's important and you study about it and you do what you're supposed to do first with God's first, he blesses. And I've seen it in my own life. And I've continued to see it throughout the many years. My wife and I, when we got married, we began to see it over and over and over again. When we do things for God first, when we realize and make sure that we do it for God first, we see the blessing that comes from that. Can anybody say that in your life? If not, that's okay. I'm, that's why we're talking about this tonight. So Jesus was sacrificed so we could be redeemed. So we could be redeemed. So let me say it another way. I want you to listen to this. I'm referring to giving the first to God. In a very real way, 
Jesus is God's tithing. Okay, remember that. Jesus is God's tithing. God gave Jesus in hope or in faith that we would give our lives to him, that we would give our lives to God. In other words, God didn't wait to see if we would straighten up and then he gave Jesus, the body of Jesus. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So God gives himself through Jesus before anyone really believes in Jesus. He gives Jesus as that sacrifice, as we learned about on Sunday morning. He was the first. Somebody say the first. He was clean. So the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. So you think about this. If you have a sheep and your sheep has a lamb, you have to give the first one to God. And you have to give the first one to God so that the rest are redeemed. Amen? This is a principle all throughout Scripture. I want you to write that down. Write it in your notes. Put it in your phone. This is a principle all throughout Scripture. Some people don't understand why we meet on Sunday. Because, really, the Sabbath is Saturday. It's the seventh day of the week. But they began meeting on the Sabbath for two reasons. The first reason is because it's the day that Jesus rose. Secondly, they give the first day to God. So what you do when you come to church on Sunday morning is greater than just a religious activity. But you are giving your best things first. You're giving your best things first. When you walk in the doors on Sunday, it's not just checking a box. I'm giving my best things first. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, this is one of the things that I want you to write down. And I, I'm going to say it slow. I'm going to read it slow. I want you to get this. You get to choose... You get to choose whether or not church attendance is important to you. You get to choose whether or not church attendance is important to you. But you don't get to choose if it's important to God. Praise the Lord. Somebody said, I said I wasn't going to preach. I'm just going to stop right there and say that. You get to choose whether or not it's Church attendance is important to you, but you don't get to choose if it's important to God. And it is important to God. You are beginning your week with God on Sunday morning. When you begin your week with God, the rest is blessed. When you walk into this building on Sunday morning, taking what we've learned already, what we've talked about already, when we give our first to God, when we give that first day of the week to God, the rest is blessed. I believe that. I don't know about you, but I believe that. When you begin your day with God, the rest 
is blessed. Somebody say it's blessed. When you give your first portion of your finances to God, the rest is blessed. Somebody say amen. That's the principle. That's what we're looking at here tonight. So the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. The firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen, amen. I want us as a church to adopt that if we haven't already. I know there's people in this church that soon as, soon as, because I've been here when it's happened, soon as they've gone to the bank and cast their check, or as soon as it's been deposited into their account, they have come by. Not so much anymore because they, at the beginning of their relationship with God, they knew who they were. And they knew their tendencies. And so they made up in their mind, this is what I'm going to do. They didn't, they didn't trust themselves. And so they drove here to the church. They knocked on the glass door. And they said, hey, here's my, here's my tithe. I just got paid. I was new to all this stuff. I didn't understand what was going on. I'm like, what? Oh, praise the Lord. Sunday's just two days away. But that's, they, want, they were making sure that they knew my first is God's. I hadn't paid a bill. I hadn't done. I hadn't put gas in my car. I'm bringing the first. They were teaching themselves. The first is God's. Somebody say God first. God first. So the first principle, the first thing that we looked at tonight is the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. If you're still writing things down. Number one was the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. Number two, number two is the first fruits must be offered. The first fruits must be offered. The first of the first fruits of your land, Exodus chapter 23, the first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of of the Lord your God. Listen to this. God will never be on second. He's always on first. Amen. Just a little word fun there. He's always on first. He's never going to be on second. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3 verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase. So your barns, listen to this. If I do that part, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first of all your increase. So, I'm going to do this, so your barn, but your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. I don't know about you, but just from Proverbs, that makes me want to do my first, first. Amen? I want to do whatever is God's first, first. Because if I do that according to his word, then there's going to be plenty. There's going to be plenty in my barns. There's going to be plenty in my home. There's going to be plenty for my family. That's going to be there for me. Somebody say amen if you believe that. Genesis 4. Genesis 4 and verse 3. 
And in the process of time, remember that, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the first, the, I'm sorry, the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel, listen to this, Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. Wow. In the process of time. Just remember that. Let it be in your mind. Let's take, a, take this back to the firstborn, the firstborn just for a moment. And I want to relate it to the first fruits. God said when your animal has a baby animal, whatever it is, you're to sacrifice the first one. When your baby has a baby animal, that one needs to be sacrificed. Now, this is just me. That takes faith. Would you agree with that? If my, this animal that I have, this baby animal that I have, the, I'm, here it is, the first one, and I got to go sacrifice it. What in the world? He didn't say, wait until the animal has ten offspring and then give me the tenth one. He said, give me the first one and the rest will be blessed. This is something about tithing that many people never understand. Somebody say first. God doesn't want the tenth dollar. He wants the first dollar. Praise God. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, it is 10%. So listen, I'm going to tell you, this is just me. And I, I'm not saying you do you and how you need to do you. But for me, the best thing that ever happened, and I'm the one that instituted it, was online giving. Because online, when online giving happened, this is what I did. And I know, I know what the Bible says, bring it in the storehouse. I do. And I do it before you probably. Because as soon as it hits my bank account, it goes directly right then. I got it timed right when it happens. As soon as it hits my bank account, right then, tithe goes. Because I've seen it happen over time, time and time again, and so I know exactly when it processes. And I know that just because of the, the, I know the back end of things, and so I know when it processes, how long it takes to process. And so that's what I did. For our family, the tithe comes out very first thing. Because I want to make sure that nothing gets in the way. Amen? I want to make sure nothing gets in the way. I want to make sure that I do what is God's. I'm not saying that you're wrong when you do it your way, but that's the best thing that happened to me because I'm not. there's no chance that it's going to be different. Sister Ginger and I are going to make sure that it happens first. It takes faith, but it's first. Yes, it's 10%. God put the 10. Somebody say, God put the 10. But the reason... By the way, he put the 10 is that every person can give whether you make a little or you make a lot. It's a percentage. Praise God. Well, I, man, I don't have what everybody else. It's not about what you have. It's about a percentage. And this is what God instituted. This is what God gave us. So 
It levels the playing ground whether you make a little or you make a lot. Not that we're playing a game. So, yes, it is 10%, but it's the first 10%. Elbow your neighbor and say the first 10%. It's very important for us to understand that. It takes faith to give the first 10% and then pay the bills. Not pay the bills and see if you have enough left over to give to God. I've done that before. I'm just being transparent. I've done that before. But then I learned, and I'm thankful. I'm, I'm thankful that he came here. I'm thankful he's an evangelist. Unfortunately, he doesn't preach and believe everything that's being taught in God's word today. But when he was here, the man of God that was preaching, he talked about God began to move upon him, and he began to talk about giving. And Bishop gave him that, the pastor at the time, gave him that green light. And it did something to me and made me want to study it for myself. And so I want to say that before I move any further. I believe that it is important that you study it for you. Amen? You get it for you. Don't take my word for it. Praise God. Don't take my word for it. I learned that the hard way in a lot of things. Well, I'm going to do this because so-and-so did this. Well, so-and-so didn't know what they were doing. Amen? So you need to know what you're doing. You need to know why you believe what you believe. You need to know why the Bible teaches this and if you need to follow it or not. Can I get an amen? amen. Somebody say it takes faith. You need to understand something about God. God will always, always, always and forever be first. Listen, whether you put him first or not. Always. He is always. Always, always, always. I, I've only been pastor, Sister Ginger and I have only been pastoring for a very short time. But I have seen already in my short tenure people that don't put Jesus first. But I haven't gone up to them and said, ha, 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 see what, see God's first and you didn't want to put him first. Ha, 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 look what happened to you. I haven't done that. I'm not saying I hadn't wanted to. I'm just saying I hadn't done that, okay? I don't, I, don't, I don't want to do that. But I've seen it in their life. And I'm not talking about giving here. I'm talking about just in life in general. Going to church, living for God. And you begin to see things begin to unravel in their life. And some of them are oblivious to it. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't be oblivious to it. God's first in everything. God is first in every single thing, and we better put him first. Somebody say amen. God is first. Look at your neighbor and say, God is first. When you think about the attributes of God, this is the preeminence of God. It means he's above all, before all. Higher than all. First of all, God is always. Somebody say always. God is always first. And this principle is all throughout Scripture. When they went in to conquer the promised land, when they went in to conquer the land, here's what God said. Give me all of the silver and gold from Jericho. 
He told them, this city right here, I want all the gold and I want all the silver from Jericho. The question's asked, why? Why do we think God said that? Give me all the silver and all the gold from Jericho. It is very simple. When you understand the principle of the first, it's because Jericho was the first city. Give me all the silver and gold from Jericho. Here is what God was saying. Give me the first and the rest will be blessed. He didn't say conquer ten cities and then give me one. He said give me the first one and the rest will be blessed. It's all throughout scripture. If you try to do it on your own like they did, then you are going to see what happens. As soon as they disobeyed, as soon as they decided that we're going to do it different, the second city was Ai, and it was not blessed. And they had to get, the, get that right and fix everything and get all of those things put in order so they could get to the promised land. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be blessed, and if I want to be blessed, and if our church as a whole wants to be blessed, we better give God what is His first. Amen? Praise God. Just, because, just from that scripture alone, when you get it out of order, when you mess it up, if you will, it doesn't just affect you. It can affect others. Somebody say amen. amen. So this is all throughout scripture from the very beginning it is there. Remember in Genesis 4 when God accepted Abel's. I told you to remember this a while ago. When God accepted Abel's offering, but he did not accept Cain's offering. Genesis 4 and verse 3. And in the process of time. That's very important. In the process of time. These words, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought, what does it say? An offering. And offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Wow. He brought an offering. Notice it never says he brought first offering or first fruits. He brought an offering in the process of time of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat. You see how it is? He didn't like the first one. He didn't want the first one. He didn't accept that first one. But the, the one that he, or he didn't accept that offering, what he accepted is the first offering, the firstborn, the first of the animal. He said, here it is, it's yours, and he accepted that one. But when, he, when it's just, oh, I'm just going to bring it, here you go, or here's this. It's just a nonchalant thing. God doesn't want it. Amen? God doesn't want it. That's not me. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but did not accept Cain and his offering. I don't want that. My question is, do you want that? I don't want that. I want him to accept my offering. I want him to accept that first. I want to make sure that I do what God wants me to do. Abel is a rancher. 
He gives the firstborn. Cain is a farmer. He doesn't give the first fruit. He just gives an offering when he wants to on his terms. And God says, I can't accept it. I won't accept that. I don't want that. It takes faith to do that, though. It takes faith to give that first. And I would submit to you on this Wednesday evening, make up in your mind whether, I've said this before, I just had a conversation a couple weeks ago with a friend of mine. For me and my house, we changed some things in our house. It's okay at 40-something or 39-something or 50-something years old to change what you're doing if what you're doing is not according to God's word. Now listen to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really, I said I wasn't going to preach, but I'm going to try to do it here. It doesn't matter if you've been, I've been in the church my whole life. Amen? I've been in the church my whole life, but in my elder years in studying, looking at God's word, I saw some things that needed to change in me. I saw some things as a man and as a husband that we needed to change in our home. And so we changed what we're doing. It's okay if you don't do it how God instructed us to do it, but now you see that you need to do this and to change today. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. That was my preaching for a little bit. Now we have to hit just a little bit of the attributes of God again to understand this. There are things that God can't do. Did you know that? You and I knew that. He can't do. Somebody say he can't do. I want to explain this. Oh, God can do anything. No, God can't change. Somebody say amen. He can't. It's impossible. You know why he can't change? This is because he's perfect. <laughs> and if he could change, he can get better. But he can't get better because he's the best. Do you believe that? He's better than the best. He's, he's it. There is no more. It's him and him alone. I'll tell you one that many people never thought of. God can't think like we think. The Bible says, Sister Carolyn, that his ways are they're beyond past finding out. He can't think like you and I can think because we think to figure out. We think to try to figure things out because that's just who we are as human beings. It's just another one of his attributes. God knows everything, and you and I don't know everything. As a matter of fact, he knows everything at the same time. Pretty powerful, huh? Let me say it another way. Nothing has ever occurred. I want you to think about your life for a moment. Nothing has ever occurred. God has never said, you know, it's just occurred to me. Never has that happened because he knows everything at the same time. 
You and I, you know, it occurred to me the other day. No, <laughs> nothing occurred to God. He's always known it from the very beginning of time. Amen. Here's what he says. My thoughts, exactly. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Let me put it this way. I don't think like you think. I'm going to stop for a moment. I've heard people say, and I won't point any fingers. I've heard people say, well, I just don't think it's that way. Well, and, and what I'm referring to is things in the Word of God. I, I just don't think it's that way. If I could say it to you this way, you need to stop thinking. Okay? Stop thinking when it comes to God's Word. And take God's Word for what it is. Get into God's Word and study God's Word so you'll know God's Word. And don't think you know God's Word. Just know God's word by studying God's word. And don't put your thoughts into it how you think it is and how it isn't. God can't accept an offering that is not first because of his preeminence. He cannot do it. He will not do it. This is why he didn't accept Cain's and he accepted Abel's. Stand to your feet. Now understand, we can give at any time God speaks. But if we don't give the first to God, we're not following a principle that's all throughout Scripture that's more than just tithe. It's more than the firstborn. It's more than the first fruits. We can do it. Anytime. We, it happened when Brother Morgan was here and God began to move and people began to give and they began to, they began to give out of the best of it. They began to give some sacrificial offerings. But if we, if we just do that and we don't do what God has required us to do, then what have we done? Amen? Well, man, I, Pastor, every time there's a sacrificial offering, I... I participate in that. I do that. But you don't return tithe. The Bible says the first. Somebody say the first. God first. God first. When we come back together, I'll continue. And we will talk about multiplication. And we'll talk about tithe when we come back not next week, but two weeks from there. Lord, I'm so thankful for you. I'm asking you right now to work on the hearts and the lives of each of us that stand in this room. Lord, work on our minds to let us get into the word and not do what's a tradition or what's been said from someone, oh Lord, but what we have learned from your word. Lord, I want to honor you by obeying your word. Let that be our heartbeat. Let that be our mindset. Lord, I want to put you first in my time. 
I want to put you first in my talent. I want to put you first, Lord, in my giving. Every part of my life, Lord, in my home, it's you first. Lord, in my finances, it's you first. In everything, Lord, I want it to be you first. Not the tenth of everything that I do, but, Lord, I want you to put you first of everything I do. Cover us in your precious blood. Let us continue to learn from your word. We honor you and we give you praise with our life. And everybody say amen. Amen. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord, all you people? Come on, lift your voice just for a moment. Let's worship the Lord right now.